Oh, shit, we're live, Twitter. Ooh. Ladies and gents, welcome to another fantastic episode of Up and About Podcast. Uh, you spoke, we listen. We're trying something different tonight, playing around with the live time of uh, 8 p.m., but of course, uh, a lot of our fans hitting us up after the fact on, uh, what have we got now? YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all of the platforms. Nikki J, welcome. Shane, we'll bring you in a moment. Nick, how you feeling, brother? G'day, Nathan. G'day, Shane. G'day, loyal viewers. Well, they'll be loyal by now, the stage we're at. So you are loyal. And if you're first timers, let's, uh, let's hope that we've got a jam-packed edition of Up and About tonight for you. It's, been a, it's already been a big week in a number of areas of life, Shane. You have a, uh, a very um, exuberant lifestyle. How's your week been? Well, Nick, as you can tell by my outfit, I'm ready to party. Yep. So look. <laughs> I've got the, the Balinese branded cap uh, and a little bit of something, something. And I'm, I'm cock a hoop. The boys behind me, the red, black and white are doing the right thing. But I'm full of spirits, full of, full of energy, full of excitement. Can't wait to hit the 7.30 a.m. in Adelaide. So you guys down in Adelaide, you should thank us. We were at 7. We're at 7.30 now. So congrats. Bring it on. Can't wait to, uh, to bring some glorious entertainment to you folks this evening. Hey, Nathan, can, 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 I, can I pose something? There was a couple of weeks ago our loyal viewers would be well aware that um, my frustrations with the club that I barrack for and the excitement that we have around your football club in the Suns, Nathan. Uh, and Shane is obviously making no secrets about the, the uh, Saint train. Where are we at with that bet between yourselves about who would finish high between the Suns and the Saints? Can we have an update for the people? Um, look, I'm always... Uh... <laughs> We're probably uh, a couple of wins to Saints since it was last put forward, Nico. But Shane, uh, <laughs> where, where, where are you? Where I, are you? I, at? I can't. I, I can't at the moment. Where if we finish below the Gold Coast Suns, then we will absolutely dive off a cliff. Um, so look, I think we need to leave it with Nick. Nick needs to talk to the people who aren't involved in the bet, our loyal viewers and to gain a little bit of feedback. But um, I think we need to pick uh, a weekend when this bet is going to be exchanged, whether it's a, uh, uh, an activity or whether it's a, uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be something exciting, something a little bit outrageous, a little bit, a little bit frisky um, because I really like Nathan. He's a good guy and um, I can't wait for him to entertain me. So just to provide some insight into positioning currently fifth on the ladder with 32 premiership points after 12 matches as the St Kilda Football Club and in 13th position after the same amount of matches with 18 premiership points that's 14 premiership points difference is the Gold Coast Suns I think to be fair uh, if I may I think we probably missed the mark a little bit um <laughs> is, is, is it possible is it possible to shift from Gold Coast versus Saints to Gold Coast versus Collingwood because I'm more confident oh. in finishing higher than the Pies this year than I think I've ever been. But uh, look, we'll entertain that. Nothing, maybe Nathan. Say it again. This is a double or nothing. Uh, look, I'll I'll say this to you, mate. 2022 and yeah. three, maybe a double wager. 2022 and 23. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it, boys. So uh, look, it's it's been a Bloody, uh, mate, what a week. What a week. There's players suspended. There's punches, not punches. It's all happening. But um, we, we had a bit of a chat in our uh, now 
um, we've extended our uh, research time from 30 seconds prior to uh, probably five minutes in total, just shit chat during the week. Uh, and Shane's brought up an interesting question. So the AFL hub, it's all the talk. It has been the talk since, uh, since the season kicked off. Um, if you had three wishes or if you could bring three things into the hub or you could uh, have the um, hub created as however you want, um, Shane, I think that's what you were leading with. Why don't you kick it off, brother? Why don't you introduce this one? <laughs> this is, after all that research and all that planning, and you've stolen my thunder there, Nathan. But anyway, I'll take it from here. The great intro. And now we understand that there's been some players who have been a little bit precious. Let's, let's be honest, Dave. They've made some very um, unrealistic and, and just uh, silly suggestions or requests to the clubs and to the AFL for various modifications to be made to their headquarters, whether it's on the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast. These, these hotels are, are beautiful in their own right, five-star resorts in most cases, but they're still not satisfied. So, Nick, Nathan, I wanted to pose a couple of queries to you. If you were based in one of these hubs, these, these awful small little windows of the balcony or whatever they might be, and you had a request for a room formation change, what do you think that would be? Nathan. If we had a request for a room formation change, is that? Yep. Okay. So we can, <laughs> all right, mate, I would bring a ping pong, anything we want. I would Absolutely. bring a. Very spared, mate. Of course, I would expect nothing but. So ping pong table, yep. uh, pool table, um, basketball court, not inside, but on just a half court, only a half court. Um, I've got a bit of a dodgy knee, so I don't know what I'm doing in the hub anyway, but. I think at a minimum that uh, coupled with um, a foosball table, pinball machine, um, and a stripper pole. Nick? And and Nathan's just wheeled off why Collingwood haven't won a game in the last month because it's many of the things that that the boys would have probably requested and got being a, a part of the biggest football club in the country. But... Now, room formation, I took this a little bit differently, Shane. I'm thinking um, I would like access to an outdoor area. Uh, even though the hub is up here in the Sunshine State, it still gets chilly, still cold, not Melbourne cold, not um, can't leave the house after 8 o'clock cold, but uh, I want somewhere where I can have a bit of a fire. I want, I want to have fire close to my room, uh, not in my room. Remember, it's, a, it's, it's not a footy trip. It's not a footy trip. Okay, it's it's just a hub in the season. So we can have the fire outside of the room, but close enough that I, I don't want it communal. I want it to be my space. So I don't I don't want to have I don't want to have those, you know, rack em up midfielders counting stats and uh, making themselves dream team captain coming over and annoying my space. I want it just to be my little area. Nothing too fancy in the room. Mm. Uh, I want a double shower head, double shower head so we can have that and one you can take off. Uh, for the hose type setup, good. Um, and um, I wouldn't mind, you know, like it's, it's going to feel a bit like school camp. So let's go with some bunk beds, just some bunk beds, so we can rotate around whether we're top or bottom. Yep, that's the sort of formation that I was going with. I don't want to go for the lavish. You know, Nathan's gone all out. We're here to play footy. Yeah, the, the, fire, the, the fire outside setup probably is as as hard as I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're assuming that we're in this hub for is this the entire season though or absolutely you're locked in 
Mate, no, if you've I seen stand this, by. I stand by every one of my requests. <laughs> I was going to say, if I was Nathan, uh, uh, forecasting where things are at, you probably need to request a, a corner for the Christmas tree, as well as some uh, some Easter bonnets as well, because these people aren't going back to Victoria anytime. And I'm sorry to our loyal Victorian viewers, but and listeners, that the Christmas and Easter will be in Queensland for these football clubs. Yep, very good call. Very good call. Now the the second category, technology. Let's, let's roll through this nice and slick. So we've done the room formation. We've got our outdoor fire being fed by probably a couple of bunk beds there, Nick. It happens, you know. But technology, what's your technology request? Give me a maximum of two items that you have. Oh, whoa, whoa. So phones, phones not counted, obviously. Phones yeah. is the standard these days. So this, this is something which might be a little bit out of the ordinary. So you've got, your, you've got your TV on the wall. You've got your phone next to you. You've got your iPad. You've got your laptop. Those sorts of yeah. things. They're all just your, your dime a dozen, but... Something a little bit, a little bit different, a little bit funky. Nico. Yeah, I'm not a big techno kind of person. I'm more of your outdoorsy. I've got no man skills, but I'm more of your outdoorsy. Get out and do things. Slash, go and sit in a pub and have a couple of froppies and reminisce about the past. Over on those calluses, Nick. So not sure that uh, technology-wise, look. The Nintendo Wii that I've got here is still uh, gathering dust in a box somewhere, but I'd probably pull it out for the hub. Yep. You, can, you can incorporate the 10-pin bowling, the tennis. You can get a, a Wii Fit age, so always always much younger than what the, the real age is. And maybe because of the time on your hands, go back to the classic Game Boy where we can play mm. Mario Brothers. Uh, there was the Paper Boy run, I think, might have been on there as well. Sega? Uh, see, so I'm, I'm not a big... See, technology-wise, I can't really offer much here. I'm sure that you guys in the techno world, because, you know, this this, this, this here is everything. It's, it's, it's the world in your pocket. So what, what do you need? It's got games on it. It's got connections that you can't bring in unless you're an 18-year-old in WA. Trundle. Oh, thank God. We're, we're steer, thinking of steering clear of that, but thanks for that, Nick. Nathan, uh, over to you. Uh, Thanks, mate. Look, I'll grab um, unapologetically straight away Nintendo 64. So Kent, Kent Chan, if you're watching, brother, I'll need that. And, um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. And also Popcorn Maker. Gotcha. I, I, like your, I like your change in, in yeah, because that's technology. So that's a good twist on that. Very good. Very are you, good. Are you answering these, Shane, or are you? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. no, my mum listens, so... <laughs> I'll get on the front foot. Okay, now the the category to end all categories, other. So this is only one item <sighs> bring in, which is not technology. It's not a room formation. It's just something different. I'd love to start with you this time, Nathan. Well, you don't have to. You've chosen to, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, look, I will. <laughs> I'll bring. Um, you got to bring the missus, don't you? I know it's probably a bit of a soft, uh, soft choice there, but I mean, as as we found out, as Nick's kind of alluded to in the West, Shano's just shaking his head. Leave it alone, leave it alone. But I'll bring uh, my my missus. I won't have to sneer in. Nick, would it be nice for you to finish with that? But anyway, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nathan, for that setup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So, an, an other item, and this question was posed a few days ago, and I'm still racking my mind about what the other would be because I guess the problem with this day and age is that's it. That's everything. You've got everything on, on here. So 
I'm not going to offer anything more, Shane, than to say just the ability to communicate with the outside world in any uh, medium. Very, very, uh, very nice. I like right, that. That's right in behind a half. Like the half volley could have been put over the fence. But that, the ball was moving all over, all over the place. But you got <sighs> Lucky was it? Very, very nice. Because you need, Nathan, communication makes the world go round, mate. I was telling the lads today, just without communication, where are we? Where are we? We're still being unaccountable in a back line, just uh, being oh. a mute. Yeah, anyway. amen to that. But uh, speaking of back lines, get into the footy a little bit, ladies and gents, before we move on again, surely. But um, look, the footy frenzy, there's been a lot said about it. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. I've, I've absolutely adored it. Gone to absolutely zero games yet, but I plan on smashing out the back half of the year. But um, gentlemen, um, footy frenzy. It's interesting, isn't it? Do you believe, first of all, do you think the AFL is going to stick with it moving forward, as in next year? Uh, and second of all, Shane, do you want to see it? Let's bring you in. Mate, I've, I've loved it, absolutely. Uh, not, not great for any domestic environment um, over the past three weeks. It's similar to the lead-up to, uh, to the Christmas period with the Big Bash. Get home at uh, 6.30, um, get home at 4 and do stuff until 6.30 and then... Uh, yeah, take the, uh, take the top off one and start consuming. But um, I think one of the, the things that's been particularly fascinating about it is that because it wasn't known what this hub was going to look like, it's meant that there's been a lot of reliance on your, your, your sports, um, your physios and your, and your sports technicians, and all the people involved, all the, the hangers-on to adapt. And there have been teams, and looking at Geelong in particular, these are the guys who have essentially not not trained. They have recovered and then played within, within a couple of days. So I'm sure Nick would agree with this. The the whole seven-day period between games means that oh, there might be a recovery session on the Monday and then a harder session on the Wednesday. Geelong isn't doing that and it's absolutely paying dividends. So I think it's giving people a bit of more a bit more information around how players can respond. Um, after a game, um, how they recover, how they get back to as close to 100% as they can be within a period of 72 to, to 96 hours. So I've loved it. Um, it's put, put the heat on the broader frameworks of football clubs to see what they can come up with and, and see how they get through. And um, it's, 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 there's been some great games, but just being peppered with footy night in, night out has been excellent. Nick, what are your thoughts, mate? Um, as, as I said, I'm, I'm a massive fan. I hope there's more of it next year. You want to see more of it or do you want to see, uh, you know, going back to the 20-minute quarters, it's the usual structure throughout next season? I'm a purist. I want to go back to 20-minute quarters. Uh, and then the issue you're going to have is if we do do that and then they're going to bring an element of footy frenzy in. So you can't have 20-minute quarters on, on four-day breaks. In saying that, my football club have done four-day breaks a number of times based around always playing on uh, Queen's birthday. That's a shorter break. Anzac Day is seeing quick turnarounds either side. Um, but uh, the footy frenzy served a purpose purely because of the environment that we're in. Um, so if it's, I think the thing that the, the, the frenzy side of things would be if we're staying with the 16 minute quarters, I don't like the quarters. I don't like the shortened uh, because you're not seeing Scoring, you're seeing, um, and it's just as I said last week, I don't like the product that's being dished out at the moment. So, 
if you were to go back to 20-minute quarters and then have a frenzy component, you've got a compromised season again in terms of the clubs who are playing in the shortened format. If you're the bottom side playing the top side in a shortened format, the top side's not going to get the benefit of belting you and get a better percentage. And, this, and the bottom side will benefit from not getting belted as much, if that makes sense. I know we're talking 20 minutes, but as has been seen, that the junk time, red time goals that usually occurs is not happening at the moment. So I think it's a massive, it's a really interesting question uh, because it's it's something that's going to be posed. Someone was telling me or read somewhere that the season potentially won't start next year until June. Are you hearing that? Like that's all we're going to do three hubs, three, so it'll be three lots of footy frenzies hubbing to get a season in next year because of the disarray that uh, the Victorian government have put us in. So um, does that answer it? I've gone here, there and everywhere. But ultimately, if we get back to a 22-23 round season, 20 minutes, I'm on for it. Or if you want non-compromised, we go 16-minute quarters and we play 34 games, you play everyone twice. Do the players come into uh, the conversation here? I mean... I think if you were to, I think it was Gary Lyon, to be fair, put forward an idea that if you uh, just had like a two-week period, somewhere around school holidays, um, you know, for, for that space, um, there, there may be something there. But, I mean, do do players have a say in something like this as far as where the game would go? I mean, you'd, you'd like to think so, Shane, but... Oh, absolutely. I think I think they have to, mate. And um, they are going to ask the obvious question and the AFL is then going to respond with, what is the 2021 product worth to you know, looking at the you know, TV rights, looking at the, the number of games? Um, and then the AFL, and I think the broader community probably needs to protect the players from themselves because they're going to look at it and go, well, I reckon if we play 15-minute quarters, we can possibly play the 34-game season, but we're going to get um, we're going to put our hand out for, for a, a much more significant bite of the cherry. So... I, I think it's the players will absolutely be involved. There are, there are pretty, the AFL Players Association is a pretty robust and well rounded organisation that's been around for, for decades in the, the broader AFL um, setting. So they will absolutely, you know, I'm sure they're already having those conversations because looking at a, a June kickoff, um, do we look at three hubs? Do we look at like the NBA? Do we look at a single hub? Um, these are the sorts of things that I'm sure are being weighed up right now. I couldn't like I, I hope not i certainly hope not um i think it's going to come down to money let's call it what it is they're, they're going to try and build up a, a product that they can then monetize for the most amount of money that they that they can i think what may be an interesting part of of, of that conversation will be the idea of access to the players um and perhaps players interactions with fans and and obviously interactions with themselves as well um i mean at the end of the day, this is what a lot of people miss. They miss the point about sports. It's not just the game itself, but what you've actually got is once you learn about all these different personality types and their interactions with each other and their relationships and how, and how they come in and out of favour, you've got a running bloody... This is, this is a soap opera for, for blokes. That's exactly what most sports, um, sports are. So, Nick, um, I mean, where are you at with the idea of, I guess, the AFL as a brand... Um, you know, we touched on it last week about players uh, on social media. There's a lot of um, conflicting ideas and views there. Um, so, I mean, where are you at with all of that, brother? I've just gave, given you 20 different things to touch on. Sorry about that. No, look, 
money rules the world, doesn't it? And that's where we're seeing that more. I mean, for the youngsters, if I've got a younger demographic tuning into this, uh, you need to put yourself in a position at a young age to have options, which provides more opportunity for you. Because if you pigeonhole yourself and you don't uh, have the length and breadth of opportunity before you, you're going to limit your opportunity to have success in life. And that comes back to what we said the other week in terms of these guys who live in the bubble, not that they are living in a real one now, but I'm talking in the bubble of being a professional athlete. It's not the real world. When they come out of it, they don't know how to function. And clubs are putting some time and effort into resourcing what that looks like. But I'm very confident. I definitely know that uh, one of the worst humans I've ever encountered uh, in, in my football career had a job at a, at a Melbourne club and he's now working at Bunnings. So he was in that welfare area. So if they've been shifted out, you've really got a delicate climate here where there's going to be players to list at the end of this. You get delisted at the end of giving away your life, which is essentially what they've done this year. Even though if you're a Victorian based, you're you're not doing much. You're locked down. I, I fear what's what's to come. It's not covering old territory, but uh, you know we're going small lists. If you go to uh, more games, you need bigger lists because you're going to see. We've seen debutants this year that were probably a couple of years away still from playing football. The young boy, the Irish boy that played for Collingwood, he still doesn't know what, what football is, and he played against yes, a few weeks ago. Yet, Nick. No, he was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> and we've seen a couple of guys, there's been a couple of good stories where we've seen some guys uh, get blooded early. But I think all in all, my, I still have I still hold very serious fears for the game because if we compare it to the Big Bash, the Big Bash was oversaturated last summer and people were done with it. And the players... Chris Lynn, very vocal, done with it. Um, so I think we need to get back to normality as quick as possible. Um, and if there's any AFL clubs looking for someone in that welfare space in terms of giving players opportunities to understand where they're at in life. About time we found out the reason why you started this podcast, Nico. We've got there in the end. Well, we're always, as I said, Shane, as I said, at the top of that rant, or spiel or speech or soapbox uh, opportunity, I said it was about giving yourself options. Hmm. This is a platform which is giving me an option. <laughs> Ladies and gents, uh, Gil, get onto him. Um, Nick, I, I want to pose one more question for you, mate. Where, where are you at with AFL players on social media? Yeah, we spoke about this last, last week and it's funny because they were kicking and screaming about wanting to be protected, yet the same forums being used to attack each other which i'll be honest i like that because i can't wait for brisbane to play gold coast uh, again it's probably going to be next year now but mitch robinson's had his say about tom lynch and i'm, I'm not disputing what mitch robinson said because it's very fake tough what the, the sort of crap that tom lynch has done he's done the head slam against the lions a few weeks ago he's doing the sort of tummy tummy tucks tummy punches this sort of gear and and then to hear Jack Rewalt comparing to Fraser Gehrig, oh wow, we that's like that that is that is like comparing Dean Cox to Shani Layton in the uh, ruckwork field. Just that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, absolutely oh, ridiculous. Um, so uh, you know, I, I, I want to see that, and and sort of moving sideways from it. If we saw young Collins from Gold Coast, who was the player who copped the heat from Tommy. His, his behaviour on the field. He was infuriated. I love that. I love that bit of mm. in him. And uh, and then after the game, 
he was hurt. He was upset. It's too lovey-dovey. They're too matey. They're laughing and they're joking. And I don't want to go to the lengths that some of the 65-year-old-plus former footballers are saying that you've got to hate you've got to hate the opposition and you've got to, you've got to, you've got to dislike them you've got to dislike them for the 2 hours or the 1 hour and 15 that they're playing now and then i don't understand how you flick that switch so easy when the siren goes you're not hypnotized during the game but then they go and on the count of 3 you're friends again and give an elbow tap and talk about what you're going to be doing in the bubble hubble no I just it just doesn't sit with me, but I know I'm, I'm probably more from a different generation in terms of hating your opposition and finding things to hate in your opposition. Um, yeah, Shane, what's yeah. what's your what's your, what's your... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate? I, I I look at Mitch Robinson and I think he's retirement planning. I I'm putting it out there. I think he's he's looking now to go. All right, I'm going to have a little bit of uh, a profile. I'm going to attack certain players because that's what every recent retiree seems to do in their first week of leaving the job. You've got your, your Matty Lloyds and, and these types who leave and then um, become commentator and uh, uh, yeah, social analyzer and uh, player advisor. And he's too erratic, though, isn't he? He's too, he's too erratic. Like, I know that all those I know, guys you mentioned. Absolutely. Just... But, mate, imagine him in the... You know, you know, a triple M or something up here in Brisbane, where they're going, oh, uh, why not, mate? We've got the, we've got all the Robber League guys up here. We've got bloody. We've, they've already got champs. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, he's oh. he's modern champs, same colour hair. Um, but just, I, I think that's what he's doing. I, if you see the same age as well, if you see Champs's Tinder profile, I think he's the same age as Mitch Robinson. That's what Champs runs with on his Tinder profile. Oh, absolutely, he would. Absolutely, he would. Look at his, look at his bear jumper, Carrara in the background. Yeah. Kicks it from 55, it's a goal. No, yeah. sorry. It's a bit tinny, a bit like Howie. Oh, a, bit, no. a bit tough to listen no, to. No, no, mate. You comparing Howie, That's you've, you've done another Shani Layton versus Dean Cox move there. Oh, Howie's, come on. Uh, Howie's legendary status. Howie's a, Howie's, a, Howie's a great commentator, mate. Maybe golf. I haven't heard him do golf, but. He's just a bit tinny. A bit Brenton, Brenton Speed, we're going off topic again, Nathan. I apologize, but Brenton Speed is probably the most underrated commentator in the in the world. Absolutely. This is a, this is a man he commentates A-League, knows the players. He commentates uh, Robber League, and he commentates the, the footy. Yep. He's a, he's a star. He's a clear, new Bruce. to the point. And the great Richie Benno, when it comes to commentary, he once said, if you can't add to what's being seen, just be quiet and Brenton Speed... He makes uh, my great man, Eddie, puts him to shame because Eddie just tells you a thousand stories about the 1940s and 50s, which have nothing to do with the play, which hides the fact he doesn't know the players. <laughs> and, and also, Dwayne Russell and Eddie McGuire don't like each other. You can tell them their commentary. Dwayne Russell is a bad commentator. Don't, oh, put, terrible. don't, don't put him and Eddie together. Well, yeah, just leave him with the NBL. Anyway, but I, I, I think he's I think he's retirement planning, mate. I think he's doing the, the, the sensationalist stuff going to come through more and more. Um, he's going to get on gaming forums and everyone's going to want to listen and suddenly he'll have these job opportunities and he'll be at Triple M Brisbane next year because... He's a professional his, gamer. His football is, his football is waning. Um, no, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch still gives it. The th- Mitch, oh, mate, Mitch, sir, sir, he's, re- he's required at Brisbane because Brisbane still have a lot of issues mm. that uh, maybe some people very close to the podcast have at community football level issues at the moment. There's a lot of blokes playing for Brisbane that are just happy to get a game of footy. Mitch Robinson is sort of grabbing him, saying, uh, "Come with me, boys. Let's try yeah. and have some success." Yeah. And he hasn't, he hasn't played in very successful sides himself. Yeah, but I think that he he knows enough to do that. 
his footy intellect is of value. I'm not sure about his intellect after the siren. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know he's contracted for next year, but I, I, yeah, if he's still their best 22 next year, they're uh, missing eight. Bold claim. All right, Shano, mate, take us into uh, into the next topic category. Uh, we're all going to pick a, a handful of players, brother. So why don't you lead us off? All right. So, uh, Sir Doug Reynolds. Um, is Doug a, Nichols. Sir Doug Nichols. Shane. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dick Reynolds. Oh. Dick Reynolds' uncle. From the top. But anyway, okay. Yeah. Number one. So, um, in my generation, the Indigenous players that have absolutely um, caught my attention as some of the greats of our game. Um, don't go. Let's let's all go with our number three and build to our number one. Let's do it like we're at the footy club and we start with the uh, the awards. This bloke battled hard today, and all right, uh, all right. he, gets, he go, gets the hairdresser's award. I'll go. Who's uh, your number three? I've got a, I've got a bit of a comedic spin on number one, but anyway, I'll stick. Okay. Um, Andrew McLeod, number three. Yeah, nice. Uh, I saw him firsthand destroy my team in '97, um, but. To win consecutive Norm Smith medals is just obscene. Um, silky smooth, beautiful user of the footy, great mover. Um, what a star. Nathan, do you want me to go with my number three or you, you go? Uh, I'd like you to go with yours, but I'll jump in with mine with Buddy Franklin. Yeah, that's that's a very that's that's a player that I didn't consider in my three. Uh, but my number three is uh, it's appropriate for number three. He's a three-time premiership player. Uh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson is in my is in my top three. He's he's a, he's a star. He was a excitable. He was a Charlie Cameron Eddie Betts type forward at the Fitzroy Football Club. The merger occurred. Um, he was very young. He came up up here to Queensland and became an absolute star. Don't worry about being one of the greatest Indigenous players of all time, in my opinion. He'd be he'd be right up in the in the top echelon of players um, for full body of work. Chris Johnson is my number three Indigenous player of all time. Great call, Nico. Bond dog. <laughs> uh, I've already done that. So, yeah, um, so number yeah, two, Shane. Number, number two. two. Um, Peter Matera. Peter Matera, wingman, um, West Coast Eagles. Just someone who could absolutely own. Quarter of the ground, the, the entire wing back and forward. But some of his goals in grand finals, I think he kicked five in a grand final, might have been 94. Lenny, you'll, you'll help me here. But Not, uh, 90, 94, I can remember his goal against the against the uh, the Cats. Sorry, against the, was it? No, it was, it was the Cats. It was the Cats. And I remember he's, he's, he's picked it up about 70 out and he didn't have a bounce. He ran to just outside 50. Yeah, and kicked a goalpost height towards yep. the uh, towards the Ponsford stand, and I think it was yes, yeah, um, a star, absolute star. Absolutely, well, and just just someone with that that profile, the, the guy who could run all day, the guy who could run at that sort of pace, and the guy who could execute a 55, 60 meter bomb, and um, just part of a very successful side, but a bit of a standout for me. Mate, I've gone Gavin Wanganine. Yeah. I've slotted him at number two there. Nick, who have you got? Yeah, Brownlow medalist, absolutely. My number two is uh, not a Brownlow medalist, not a premiership player, um, but it's uh, someone who I actually have a personal relationship with. I've gone with Michael Magic McLean as my number two. 
He's on the interchange bench in the Indigenous team of the century. So let's first establish that. But this is a man who, if you were to ask Indigenous players um, who who's in their top echelon of players, they go with Majo uh, consistently, consistently. So Majo's body probably failed him in the end. So a distinguished career at Footscray before coming up to Brisbane and his body did let him down. He, uh, I think he was one of the first um, Indigenous coaches. So he went on to the, the coaching panel at the Brisbane Lions and he's coached a number of premierships up in the NT. But playing his body of work playing-wise um, is outstanding and could have been much sweeter if it wasn't for his body failing. So my number two, for a number of reasons, is Michael Magic McLean. So that's a good, good pause there for effect. So drum roll. <laughs> our, our number ones, our number ones, Shane. All right. I, I've got a, a little bit of a, a twin act here. Um, these, are, these are guys who played a, a lot of career together at the Great St Kilda Football Club, uh, Nicky Elvis Winmar, and um, more for his um, off-field or maybe on-field again, but his, his commentary duties. The great Gilbert McAdam. Um, he's always been someone who particularly in the first half of games. Um, he really provides uh, the coverage, which hasn't really been seen before in the, the Channel 7 commentary ranks. But Winmar, excitement, um, obviously a, an emblem of the game. Um, but uh, what a player. Gilbert more work than like, but I think his, uh, his best work's been done since he hung up the boots. Fair enough. Good touch there, mate. Nathan, um, go on. Who is it? Who's your number I've, one? I've gone a bit cheeky. I've gone with your uh, number three, the Nick. I've gone with Chris Johnson, but nothing more than the uh, the glory years down at the Lions there, brother. Well, I can tell you you're all wrong. I've comfortably got the greatest Indigenous footballer <laughs> of all time. This is a man who in any – if you're picking a team, you pick him and you can play him key post defence. You can play him key post forward. You can play him as a midfielder. You can play him in the ruck. He is comfortably the greatest Indigenous footballer of all time. And that is Adam Goods. It's as simple as that. Don't worry about the the, the silliness that, that affected the end of his career. And I hope he doesn't uh, engage too strongly in that. But Adam Goods is leaps and bounds the greatest Indigenous footballer of all time, in my opinion, which is never wrong. <laughs> uh, look, you have a lot of people agree with you there, mate, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I did weigh his name up uh, quite a lot. Uh, I, I, I slotted... Buddy in there for nothing more than I've gone at his best. I thought Lance Franklin at his best. He's, he's, a, uh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll be really honest here, probably because of, um, and this is silly because we've mentioned players that haven't played for a few years, like Manjo retired early 90s, Goodsy a couple of years ago, Chris Johnson a decade ago. I, f- I forgot about Buddy. Is it? That's funny. But Buddy, I still wouldn't have Buddy in my top three. Still wouldn't have him in my top three. It's, it's still a very, it's a high quality top fifty. It's it's, oh. it's still a very heavy top twenty two. If you were to, it would stack up against any of the the best sides you've seen. I'd love anyway. for our, our loyal viewers and listeners to jump on and um, share yours in the share yours in the comments or drop us a tweet or a or a grind or whatever it is that we're on. <laughs> I'm not sure. We're on. We're on all of them. Anyone think of uh, anyone way up Cyril? No, Cyril. I'm sorry, Cyril Rioli is one of the most overrated players of all time. He flashes. Oh, he is. He is. 
he flashes it, man. He flashes in and out of the game, and people just get super excited by it. Don't let Bruce see this. Don't let Bruce this. That'll be the end of us. We'll man, be if, you, if you if you're after a bloke that's going to give you ten minutes of football, Cyril is the number one of all time of all time to give you If you can win a game in ten minutes, would you not take that? No, I'll still take um, old school Nathan. I'm still taking a bloke that's going to chip away for four quarters. I'm I'm, I'm more of a Simon oh, Preston Giacomo man. <laughs> Presty versus Cyril. <laughs> Presty would Presty would destroy him. James Clement. Next week. James Clement would destroy oh. him. All right, let's uh, let's let's agree that you're wrong. All right, so moving on, <laughs> let's get some uh, let's get some tips in this week, gents. We've got. Uh, my boys, this is going to be a match and a half, actually, up in the Northern Territory. So it'll be nice and cool for them up there. But uh, we've got the Gold Coast Suns versus Carlton. Mate, this has the potential to be a great game. Um, I'm going to tip my boys. Gents, Nick, what do you reckon of this one, mate? It'll be close because both these sides always have close games. Um, uh, I want Gold Coast to win. I think they should win. They should win. Shane? I'm going the Blue Baggers after the former Saint Nunzi, that controversial, but who gives a shit? Think about the kick. The kick last week in an absolutely diabolical game apart from that. It's goal of the year. Pure. It's goal, it's goal of the year bar none. If it doesn't win goal of the year, Toyota or Homie Jack Suit over the it's goal of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can um, yeah, given the highlights now. Um, it was just it was class, it was pure. Um, Bruce and me, just. All right, fair enough. Uh, Bulldogs versus Melbourne. Nico. Well, I told you first here that Melbourne would touch Collingwood up, and they did. And you tipped Collingwood, Nathan, so you've been bagging my tips all year, but you tipped Collingwood last week. You are probably the only person in Australia that did. Melbourne accounted <laughs> for Collingwood comfortably. I, I think that um, I think the Western Bulldogs will win this one uh, because don't use playing against Collingwood as, as form dogs, Shane. These, these are on a on a roll. Okay, um, don't don't listen to me. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I took it on board, Nick. It, yeah, you raised some very some salient points, but uh, these are on a roll. Um, yes, they played some terrible teams the weeks previous. Collingwood, Collingwood were average, but they put their foot on the throat and they trod on you. Um, it was good to see that a team in the sixteen minute quarters can really just keep powering and, and drive you into the dust. So. Um, I think they're in a, in a in a good space right now. Melbourne are favourites, um, but they'll lose this one. Shout out, <laughs> Nate Dog. So, Port Adelaide versus Hawthorne. Like, oh, Jesus Christ! The, the, Haw- the Hawks have they, they've signed out. They they are they are done. They are. So they're tanking. They're tanking. They're tanking. Is what you're going with? Oh, but it's are so friendly. There's there's a lot of possession winners. So you, you kids put your put your, your hard earned on Tommy Mitchell to get thirty plus week in week out. He's a he's a jet. He gets lots of it. Doesn't do much with it. But who cares? Is he is, yeah. is he Hawthorne's Adam Trelaw? Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. You want a Brownlow that way. So keep doing it, pal. Um, good for your um, good for your bank balance. But Port Adelaide, they're in a pretty um a pretty frightful mood. I think they're gonna they're gonna have a dip. They were. They were humbled last time out against the Cats, similar to the Saints um, when they were smashed and they came out and, and did the Don. So I think they need to go back with a bit of spite and they're going to um, they're going to dust the Hawks good and proper. 
Right, done. I agree with you, boys. Uh, Essendon versus Richmond. Um, mate, I, I've, I've got a soft spot for Essendon, but they're just no good. Essendon they're just have, no good. Essendon have a soft spot for playing footy, and that's why Richmond will destroy them. And I didn't tip Port Adelaide, but I did tip Port Adelaide. You didn't give me an opportunity, Nathan, to tip them. But I'll say Port Adelaide in the previous game. Richmond will win. And I'm still asking people to Google Ken Hinckley Bell Park three-quarter time grand final. If you haven't done so, please do it because it's just Kenny at his best and that's still how he coaches. Uh, but don't worry about that one because we're talking about Essendon and Richmond. Richmond, full stop. Essendon, Essendon are, are, are average. They're, they're really average. There's a couple of the, the prime midfielders are, are working hard. You've got your, your shield, your, your merit. Um, your, who's the number one? The number one, Andrew. Good kid. Um, Andrew Parrish, Andrew McGrath. Andrew McGrath, McGrath, yes. Yes, Kay's son. Um, so, no, the, the Tigers up in the north, um, they will smoke. Yeah, that's in the NT. That's in the NT. So, yeah. great to have two games up in the in the territory for the Sir Doug Nichols round. Nichols. Nichols, yeah. So, Fremantle and Sydney. Uh, Fremantle. I'll, I'll pick the- Richmond. Nick? Oh, sorry, Nathan. I did oh, that sorry. I did, no, I did, I did that deliberately because you didn't let me tip the Port Adelaide game. Oh, Ooh. okay. Jesus. Oh, God. A bit tip the tat. Go on there, mate. Where are we at? Fremantle and Sydney. Uh, word on the street that Buddy's back soon. He won't be playing this one. Even if he was playing this one, you'd still tip Fremantle. You would. Fremantle. Shana. Frio. Just. Yeah, the, the, the Swans have been okay. They've been... Pretty resilient. They they adjusted the, the, their crosstown rivals and the, the Battle of the Swan River Bridge, but um, yeah, Dockers just. I agree. <laughs> Anyone putting a cheeky hungy on Adelaide, it'll pay you thirty thousand dollars. Well, a hundred will get you eight hundred and fifty because they're paying eight dollars fifty. And eight dollars fifty times a hundred is eight hundred and fifty. Ooh. But I would, nice. I would say at a dollar six to get six cents, kids, for every dollar, it's probably just about worth to go to mum and dad, get the credit card, withdraw money off the credit card, get no, don't do that. That's silly. Ask first. And if mum and dad say <laughs> no, and if mum and dad say no, explain the reasons as to why it, Geelong should be, it should be betting suspended here, really. Are they, yeah. are they resting players? Tom, Tom, here we go. Look for, look for the exotics here. Tom Hawkins to kick seven plus. Yeah. Fair call, Nico. I like yeah, that. That's, that's actually not too bad. It's, it's Texas 200. So um, oh. this will be his last year at the club, and I, I think it will be the last year of his football career. So He, retired, he retired last year, didn't he? Tex? No, he's still playing. Um, that, yeah, yeah, the number number 13. Is, oh, sorry. Been, he's been reasonable. Yeah. Haven't, haven't noticed yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, cats by... Look, I'm, that, that would be a blowout. They won't destroy them by 80. They, they just won't bother. Um I'll beat him by five goals. No, nah, man, I'm I'm with Nico. I reckon this will be an absolute annihilation. Um, all right. So meanwhile, this is on Sunday, twenty third of August at the Gabba, Shano Lions versus St Kilda. <laughs> Talk us through it, mate. I mean, Lions are hit and miss. Oh, I've only seen them win once at the Gabba, um, and that's that's over. 20-something years, so I I don't... Uh, I, they're playing better footy than the Lions at the moment, there's no doubt. Um, I think they're playing the Gabba very well despite their little hiccup, or their big hiccup against the Cats. They're paying $2.88 uh, 
um, to the Brisbane Lions, $1.40. So I don't think they're $2.88. I think they're a little bit closer than that. But I I think that um, we'll play well. And I, I certainly hold out hope. And I'll be there um, probably, I don't know, eight to 10 ALs deep. And I'll be uh, verbally aggressive. So Shane will be there courtesy of Telstra and the Brisbane City Council. And we thank our local uh, sponsors for Shane's arrival at the ground. And I want St Kilda to win because I hate Brisbane. And back on Geelong, I hate Chris Scott too. That's so just a standing comment. That's not, that's... All right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll pick the lines as well then, mate. But um, we need to – that might be a little a little uh, circle that game there, Nico. We might have to join Shano, I think. Um, no, Shane's very good at not inviting people to things, Nathan. So you would – well, if Shane's going – You'd well and truly know by now whether you are on the ticket or not. And I'd say it's Wednesday. He's he's showed his hand that he's going. This would be can I guess Shane? This would be this would be like a nieces and nephews style sort of family mumsy setup. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Um, so some lifelong members of my my broader family. So um, yep. yep. So we'll, we'll send them off in an Uber, and we'll uh, me and Nathan will meet you at the German club at half past six. Hey man, well, I mean, Nick, we could always gay crush, family crush. Yeah, yeah. As long as we're at one point five meters. Although, who knows? With some breaking news regarding coronavirus in the local area here, whether we'll be allowed at the Gabba on 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 Sunday afternoon. Very close. Grand slopes to the Gabba. Yeah, that'll be a cluster. Not good shout news. out to our shout out to our Japanese friends as well. So, uh, West Coast versus the. Uh, Bismal GWS Dines. I feel sorry for the lads. I do. They got all the talent in the world. Just know uh, I'll leave that to myself. But, um, yeah, mate, worst case will kill them, surely. Nick? Yeah, GWS are a bit like the kid at school on free dress day who comes wearing the full suite kit, got all the gear, and no idea. Absolutely no idea. It's, um, yeah, Leon Cameron, you talk about shuffling chairs and things, but there's arguments for he's unlucky and whatnot, but they're, they're slowly, the window, it's closing, isn't it? Yeah, West Coast comfortably here, although West Coast copped a few injuries, so their depth's going to get tested. Um, but they're, they're, yeah, they're over there in Perth before they move. They'll win this one comfortably, yeah. They will. Yeah, this, will be their, this will be their, their farewell uh, to Perth until they the final series. Um, no, so... no, 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 no. No finals in Perth because Premier... Premier Buzz Lightyear over there is really stamping his authority. So it, it won't be at the gather. He's doing his daily updates and he's getting he's getting more morning airtime than Carl Stefanovic, that uh, that jogger. <laughs> the yeah. grand final will be in Perth. Anyway. Uh, no, Eagles it's gonna, oh, it's gonna, how about this? Go back to the episode where we said there's more chance of the grand final being there's more chance of um, Donald Trump curing coronavirus than the Gabba hosting the grand final. It's gonna be at the Gabba. It'll be at some court before the gather. All right. Well, that's what I, a good friend of mine asked me the other day. He said, can, can they can they reconfigure Suncorp in some some way to get the game played there? Because yeah. you, because there's Wi-Fi, you can actually talk to people on the mobile phone. Yeah. At, at Suncorp, we're at the gather. Get the jackhammers yeah. going, boys. Let's go. At, at the gather, you got to take a landline. You take a landline, and and with the and yeah, the cord gets tangled around where you're trying to carry your, your beer tray back and breaker breaker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's a shambles, the Gabba, hey? Good <laughs> uh, Nico, 
I mean, if your boys are going to win, it'll be against Adelaide or North Melbourne. So surely, surely. I'll back them. I'm going to tip them. I, like, who knows? Oh, it, seriously, North, North Melbourne almost knocked off Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, and North Melbourne are horrendous. Collingwood are horrendous as well. This is this has got one of those games that's got draw written all over it. There's like five, 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 ten, forty apiece, one of those sort of setups. Um, it's at the Gabba, and it's great that Collingwood are playing so many games so close to me, yet I just can't bring myself to to uh, to head in there to to put up with it. Um, um, can I go no tip? Can I just take a... Holy shit. You want to relinquish your tip? It's a draw. Collingwood, hang on, but Collingwood are $1.34, North Melbourne are $3.20. Oh, way oh, too lean. It's, that's... From what you put up last week, that's very, very short. Yeah, I can't see Checkers getting up. They're going to bring Cox back in. Cox to kick five, Collingwood to win. Jesus Christ. You call straight in. Uh, yeah, Pies will win, and I think we should all attend. Uh, not, well, not for school night, I understand that. So, but, um, so Nathan, I'll decode that. I'll decode that for you. No, no, no. So, I'll decode that. So, Pies will win, and we should all attend means if you guys are seriously thinking of gate crashing Sunday afternoon with my family spectacular, <laughs> think, think again, park it, and let's go Monday night. That's what that's what that's code for. I'm just decoding for you. Well, that's fine. Shane, I'll be very, very clear so there's no misinterpretation here. Me and Nick will not come as your guest. Oh! <laughs> uh, very good. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, podcast um... business partners, I understand. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, shout out, Jody. Cheers for that, darling. We'll see you there. Um, all right. So... <laughs> Ladies and gents, just about time to wrap it up. Let's uh, let's do something crazy and go back to the short pass. Um, put you boys under the pump. But um, Shano, in the midst of the idea of me and the great Nico rocking up uh, arm in arm, mm. a meter and a half distance, fine, that'll do. Uh, to the Gabba on a Sunday, where are you putting your short pass? Uh, I'm putting my short pass to um, more more hits and flicks and tummy punches and the like. I've done a, quickly, a couple of quick cuts on uh, on comment too. I'm assuming that these players don't pay fine. Okay, so I know it's a short pass, but I'm going to... So Tom Lynch is on $1 million a year, uh, which means he earns $2,739 a day. He gets a $500 fine one week. He gets a $1,000 fine the next week. He's not paying it. He gets payment or paying bonuses on top of this. We, we need to get serious. If the AFL wants to stamp this out, and I think there's more and more communiques from the, the the media and the, the watching public we need to get rid of that unsociable crappy behavior um we need to get and we're not talking about making people ineligible for brownlow tom lynch will never win a brownlow so let's just put that to the side we need to look at if they're serious it's suspensions okay so more fines this week there'll be more and more because we are approaching finals i i think there's going to be a uh a, a a united position from the AFL. They're going to make a scapegoat out of someone. Won't be a high-profile player. It'll be someone who's a nobody. But another hit is going to get a suspension. Wait for it. Nico, where are you sending your... Oh, yeah, anyway, where are you sending your, your short pass? Yeah, I'm going to get... I've got political at times with the short pass, but my short pass this week goes to Ben Wooster and Samil Moore. Are you aware of who these two gentlemen are? Ben Wooster. No. no, Nick. 
uh, sorry, Samil, sorry, two gentlemen, one's a male, one's a female. So Samil's the female, I, I presume that Ben would be the male. So Ben Wooster and Samil Moore, uh, I believe that they work for a company called Wham Clothing, who have the copyright over the Indigenous flag. And it's the reason why you won't see the Indigenous flag flying this week uh, in Sir Doug Nichols' round. How do you get a copyright in a flag? I know there's people that are copyright on words. Um, that's absurd. So a short pass goes to them to, uh, to pull your head in and, um, and hashtag, hashtag free the flag. Free the flag. Whoa. Nick, I'm going to use my short pass just to ask another question. Do you know much more about that? Are they given a reason as to why they've been absolute fucktards? Well, I believe that in 2018 that the company um, put a copyright in over the flag. So I think they're the company that if you uh, – it was uh, people were going online to buy clothing that had the Indigenous flag on it for protests and things like that to show support. And uh, – this 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 company, uh, Wham, have put a copyright on it. So that means every time that someone displays the flag, Wham Clothing, as per copyright laws, receive a portion of the money. Um, in terms of how that is used, so the AFL this week decided that they wouldn't be um, displaying the Indigenous flag based on the fact they didn't want to give these people money, and uh, it was good to see that a lot of people have got behind that. So. Um, yeah, I think that uh, if you Google, just Google uh, Indigenous flag copyright, you'll find a bit more about uh, Mr. Wooster. I think he's a bit of a checkered past in the business world. But um, Watch this space. Look, we might uh, help you out there, ladies and gents. Um, that's actually enraged me, to be honest. I wasn't aware of any of that. So, uh, look, we're mm. going to put a couple of links in our... Um, I keep, I keep doing it. I'm going to put a couple of links in our uh, social profile. So feel free to spam the absolute crap out of those vermin. Um, all right. We should finish on a little bit of a lighter note. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, it's an absolute pleasure. Shane Wills, we'll, uh, we may see you on Sunday, brother. But uh, Nick, we'll catch up during the week as well and work out uh, how we're going to get Thanks, there. Nathan. Thanks, Shane. And uh, in the words of one of the all-time great failed politicians, Jerry Springer, is he had watch? <laughs> take care. Yeah. What did he say? He said, "Take care of yourselves and each other." Yeah, yes, he did. But but deliver deliver like uh, Mr. Springer. Take care of yourselves and 